Hello, and thank you for listening to today's broadcast from Stony Point Baptist Church with Pastor Jim England. Today's message continues the series, Jesus' Ministry in the Gospel of Luke. And now, here's Brother Jim. I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles. We're studying in the Gospel of Luke. So if you'd like to turn with us, Luke chapter 21, chapter 21. We're going to look this morning at verse, beginning at verse 1, verse 1 through 4. Luke 21, here's a story that you're very much familiar with. The widow and the two mites. Widow and the two mites. So let's look together. Verse 1, Luke 21, verse 1. He looked and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. He saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. By the way, two mites would be less than a penny. So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all of these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. And let's pause and have prayer again together. Lord, may you just uh, continue to allow your word to have a direct impact on each of us. We're all at different places. But Lord, you love each one of us. And Lord, I know that you desire to be able to have a closer walk with each of us, regardless of where we're at. And so today, may you just help each of us to sense that. And so may you just, in only the way that you can, Speak to each of our hearts. Draw us near and close to you. And I pray for your blessings now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I heard about a little boy that came running up to his teacher at school. And he said, uh, recess. And he said, teacher, there's two boys fighting at the playground. And he said, the one on the bottom, he'd like to see you. Well, sometimes in life, we're kind of like that one little boy. It feels like people are piling on. And we'd like to be able to have a little relief. Some widows feel that way. But I tell you, it's not just widows. There's a lot of people that are just hurting. And it just seems like when one thing goes wrong, something else happens. Here we've got a story about a widow. In those days and times, it was very difficult circumstances for most widows. And it may be that way today. And some of you may really be able to relate. You see, you look at the widow's circumstances. One, they, they were alone. There's many people certainly can relate to that today. And you don't have to be just a widow. But in that case, her mate had died. She found herself alone. And... There's today, there's plenty of people on social media with thousands of friends, and yet they feel alone. There's nobody that's really close to them, nobody that's really personal. You know, we're all made to have relationships, to be loved, to love, and touch is very important. And yet there's some people that never have a physical touch. There's never somebody there to give them a hug or to pat them on the back. Just touch their hand. There's just people that just feel all alone. And that was how this lady was. She was alone. Not only that, I know some of you may find this hard to believe, but 
people took advantage. Now, you would think a widow, who would take advantage of a widow? There's people that are out there just waiting. Now, I didn't read the very end of chapter 20. But at the end of chapter 20, beginning at verse 45, this is the last thing that Jesus had said to the scribe. Remember how they came testing him? Here's his last comment. Verse four, listen to this. Verse 45 through verse 47. Then hearing all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplace, the best seats in the synagogue, and the best places in feasts. People that have a lot of pride, that really want to be uh, recognized and patted on the back. He said, I want you to be aware of them. He also says, not only I want you to be aware of them, but look what he says in verse 47. Who devour widows' houses. They were people that were trusted that were basically made like executors. Women didn't have a lot of say in that society. So they were like executors or managers. And some of them took advantage. Charged for the roles. Charged for doing some simple menial tasks. Sometimes they would even charge for having prayer. Charged and took advantage and these ladies lost their homes, lost their possessions and their inheritance. Now, unfortunately, we still live in a time where it takes place, where there's just people that are looking for somebody that's vulnerable to take advantage of them and to be able to gain riches. But just in case you didn't know, let me just share with you God's feelings about that. When you take advantage of a widow, don't think that it goes unnoticed. And don't think that you're going to get away with it. Listen to what the Bible says. Here's Psalm 68, verse 5. This, I love this psalm because this verse, this is the first part of it. God is the father of the fatherless. You'd heard me say my mother adopted that verse. But here's the second part. God is also a defender of widows. Uh-oh. When you take advantage of the widow, you're also going to have to answer to God because he's a defender of them. Listen to Isaiah chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write misfortune which they have prescribed. So there's people that this is their in their mind. They've already come up with a formula of what they're going to do to take advantage of people. Here's what the Lord says. To rob the needy of justice and to take what is right from the poor. He's saying this is a woe, judgment on the person to, that robs the needy of justice to take what is right from the poor. That widows become their prey that they may rob the fatherless. God said judgment, my judgment will come upon you. James, in the New Testament, said, Pure religion undefiled before God is this, to visit the orphans and widows in their time of trouble. 
the last book of the Old Testament. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 5, it says, God said, I will come near you for judgment. I'll be swift witness against sorcerers, adulterers, perjurers, against those who exploit wage earners, and those that exploit widows and orphans. God says, basically, you really don't have a fear of me, but you're going to find out that God is real. So those are warnings that's found in the Bible. And so anybody that says, hey, that's an easy way to make money, that's an easy prey. Uh, you just, just mark it down. You are accountable to God, and you will answer to God for that. Now, we also see that this lady, not only does she have people take advantage of her, but Jesus speaks specifically here. And so... Look at verse 2 again. He said he saw a certain poor widow. That, uh, that basically just lets her know she did not have very much. That's one time. Then notice verse 3. Truly, I say to you that this poor widow. Again, we see the word poor. It's a different word. And here it just means needy. Somebody that's very needy. Uh, verse 4. For all of those out of their abundance put in their offerings to God, but she out of poverty. So you see that poor used twice, poverty. Three times Jesus makes use. This lady didn't have much. She couldn't hardly get by. She didn't have anything. Her circumstances were rough. Now that being said, what are the choices of somebody whose circumstances are difficult? Well, in the book of Ruth, it's interesting, in Ruth, we see three ladies who become widows just like that, that are together. And I think these three ladies, in the choices they make, help us have general choices on how we can take on circumstances. And so, uh, Naomi, her daughter-in-laws, Orpah, and Ruth. They, all three ladies have become widows. Their husbands have died. They've got choices to make. Naomi says... To the daughter-in-laws, I can't take care of you. You just need to return back to where you come from. Now, or Paul, Ruth are both from Moab. They come from pagan backgrounds. So or Paul says, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Now, here's what J. Vernon McGee said. J. Vernon McGee said, these two ladies illustrate something. You're either a professor or a possessor of faith. He said, some people just profess, and that's it. And he said, that's what Orpah represents. She just professed. But when the circumstances got tough, she walked away from faith. And she went back into the world where it was easy. Jesus said, back in Luke chapter 8, the parable of the soils. He said, sometimes, you know, seed goes out on rocky soil. But it, didn't, it doesn't take root. It's not real. And circumstances show that. Or Paul just walks away. There's many people, when life gets rough, that's what happens. They just walk away from God. Well, there's Naomi. Naomi shows us a weak faith. Now, Naomi and her husband, famine had hit in Israel, and they left Israel, and they went into a foreign land. They basically did what God told them not to do. 
And their sons ended up marrying people that were not of the faith. And so they made a lot of bad choices. And then they wonder, when things don't go right, why is God against me? See, there's people like that today. There are people today that want to blame God for all the things that's going on in their lives when they make one bad choice after another choice after another choice. There are consequences to choices. You know that. And I'm not saying that every bad thing that happens happens because you made bad choices. But I am saying there is a lot of things that happen because you made bad choices. Naomi had some bad things happen, and because of that, she'd become very bitter. Her faith had become very weak, and she had felt like that God was against her. And by the way, there's a lot of people, and going through difficult circumstances, their faith just gets beaten down. And it's hard for them to be able to not become a little bitter like Naomi. And then there's Ruth. Ruth is a person that just had strong faith. Bad circumstances was taking place in her life. And so she had a choice. Ruth, what are you going to do? She said, I'm not turning back. I have met the one true God, and I'm not going to back and serve some idol. I'm not going to go back into a lifestyle that's about immoral, that's dishonoring and displeasing to God. I know He's alive, and that's where I'm staying. And so Ruth says to Naomi, I'm staying with you. I'm going to do what's right, and I believe it's right for me to take care of you, and I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to continue to serve God. Strong faith. So here's what I'm saying. Circumstances, it's going to happen to all of us. Sometime or another, they're going to catch up, and they're going to be rough. We've got choices to make. Same choices that these ladies had. Where are you going to be? A shallow faith means you don't really have faith and you're going to depart. A weak faith. A weak faith just means that you're kind of wishy-washy and uncertain about anything. You can't really be used by God at that time. But a strong faith means you're going to be faithful regardless of circumstances. Where are you going to be at? Well, it could be that you start in one area and you move to another. Let's hope that we can all be able to get close enough we can be like Ruth. It just so happens that I bring that up because this lady that Jesus mentioned, we don't have her name, but I think she's a lot like Ruth. She had a strong faith. So let's take a look at this lady, the widow's might. Notice that this lady, in spite of her circumstances, she shows up at the temple. She's come there to worship. You know, I remember having in seminary, having a class on worship, had a textbook, and I remember reading that textbook, and I was kind of surprised because I thought if you're studying on worship, you're probably going to study about music and singing, and when I think about worship, a lot of times that's just what I think of. Not very much of that was in that book. Isn't that surprising? No, that book talk more about things that we do. You see, worship is more than just singing. It's more than just showing up at church. Worship is how we live. Worship is how we give. And so this lady showed up to worship, 
But she wanted to be able to give as a part of her worship. And so she came to give to worship and honor God. See, remember, in the Old Testament, they would do a lot of sacrifices for worship. Saul did that. And God told Saul, he said, Saul, obedience is better than sacrifice. You realize when we leave here to be obedient to God's word is a way to worship him. So whenever we're at work and we're honoring God with our work, you know what you're doing? You're worshiping God. Whenever you're competing in an event, and we was talking about doing your best, and I'm doing my best, you know you're worshiping God. I remember uh, Eric Liddell, he won a gold medal back at the beginning of the 1900s in the Olympics. And his family were missionaries. And his sister thought he was, she said, you're spending too much time running. And Eric Liddell, he said, God made me fast. And when I run, I sense his pleasure. And you know... When we do our best in using our gifts and talents for God, you can sense His pleasure. It's a way of worshiping Him. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to, to worship. This lady had come to worship God. And she came to, and she's given her all. Not only that, but one of, we also see that this lady, when she comes, she comes with the right attitude, spirit. She comes joyfully. Write this verse down. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. For each one should give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly, not out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. When it comes time to giving, don't give grudgingly. Don't give, I have to give. My dad's making me give. No, give because you want to. Give because it just makes you happy that you've got a chance to give back to God. To be able to participate with God in being able to do ministry. Give joyfully. Now I'm sure that this lady had nothing. Just these two coins and they weren't nothing. And she probably said, you know, I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to eat. But somehow or another she determined, I'm going to honor God. And I may not be able to give him much, but I'm going to give him what I got. I trust him. And I, I may die, but I trust him. And I'm just going to give him. And I'm just happy I can give to him. Joyfully, we need to be able to give with the right attitude. God knows our hearts and our attitude. And then we see that she gives sacrificially. The Bible tells us here that other people gave out of their abundance. She gave out of her poverty. She didn't have anything else. This is all that she had. Less than pennies. This is the only time a Jewish coin is used in the Bible. And it's the smallest coin. And it's worth the least. But that's all this lady had. And that's what she gave. She gave sacrificially. You know, when I was young, we would go to my grandparents' house after church, they didn't go to the church we went to, but we would go there for lunch. Every Sunday, I'd be at my grandparents' house. My grandfather was a deacon at his church. And so my grandfather, one time, he was just talking about, he said we'd had a deacon's meeting, and he said we got together. And Now, he didn't usually share stuff like that about deacon's meetings, but uh, he wanted to share 
this event that had happened, he said, the deacons, there was a lady that was in need. He didn't mention her name. He said, there's a lady that was in need. And they had agreed to be able to pay a bill. And he said, so they took her the money so she could pay this bill that she had. And he said, and so this lady took that money and took a tenth of it and gave it back. Well, then the problem with that is she didn't have enough money to pay the bill. And so one of the deacons come back and he said, what do you do with that? Should she have given that? And so they were like, well, no, that's a gift. She shouldn't have had to have given that. She should have paid the bill. That's what we give it for. But she didn't. She paid that tenth. Anyway, I don't remember exactly what all happened with that story, but I do remember going home and thinking, I wish I had the faith of that lady. That you just, uh, she really believed God would supply what she needed and she was just going to honor him with whatever come in. She's going to make sure she honored God. I was like, I just wish that I had that kind of faith. That's what this lady had. She gave sacrificially. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can give. You can give of treasure, but you can also give of time and talent. And sometimes we just need to be able to make some sacrifices. We've got people that do that every day, every week. When it comes to their time, they sacrifice their time to be able to teach, sacrifice their time to be able to do certain mission projects and so forth. There's people that sacrifice, they use their talents for God to be able to honor and please Him. And we each one should be able to give in some way. And sometimes we need to be able to give sacrificially. And this lady did. Now, you know, I think there's some overall lessons that can be learned from this passage. That's not just helpful for widows, but helpful for all of us. Here's something I think that this lady, that she understood, a lot of these things she understood, and if she doesn't, we can understand for sure. As we see this, we notice that God, that Jesus is watching. He's taking note. You know, sometimes that we just need to understand God sees all of our actions, every bit of them, every one of them. Listen to this verse. This is 2 Chronicles 16, 9. It says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. God doesn't miss anything. His eyes go all over the earth. So he sees everybody that's just like this widow. But he sees everybody, regardless of their circumstances. And just to help to bring that in, here's Proverbs 5.21. There's many verses like this, but Proverbs 5.21 says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. Everything that we do, all of our actions, God notices and takes note of. Jesus happened to be there at the treasury. And he, he's observant. You know, I'm not very observant, but God's observant. He observes and sees everything. And he knows all about each one of us. He knows all about you. He's very observant what we do. And on top of that, not only does he see our actions, he knows our hearts. You see, I don't think in any way is Jesus making light of the wealthy. By the way, there was 13 different trumpets outside. When they went to the temple, they were in the women's section. And that's where you gave. 
And so when you put your money in, it came down and it made a large, it can, especially if you put a lot in, it would just cling and make a loud noise. And some people just did that because they wanted to be noticed. It's like the fellow that was going to give and he, he held up his hand and he said, I just want everybody to know I'm giving this much money anonymously. Well, God knows our hearts. He knows why we give, whether it's to be noticed or whether we're given because we love and we want to honor him. This lady come because she loved God and she wanted to honor him. When we give, that's how we want to give. And I think another thing we learn is God, when we give little, God can make much of it. And that's so good to know. The little boy, when Jesus fed the 5,000, a little boy had his lunch. How can one little boy's lunch feed 5,000? It can only happen with God. You know, there's been times in my life where I've just not had much. I wanted to give. And so I would give. And I would just, here's my prayer. Lord, you're going to have to do what you did with that boy's lunch. You're going to have to multiply it, magnify it. But I just beg you to use it to do ministry. Really, that's how we should always give. Lord, just take it and use it for ministry. Multiply it. Little is much when God is in it. God makes the difference. And then on top of that, life's not always fair. This widow and how widows a lot of times were treated were not good. But this lady, it didn't keep her from serving God, didn't keep her from giving to God, didn't keep her from worshiping God. And notice this. God will eventually settle accounts. You know what Jesus said? He noticed this lady. He said she's given more than anybody. Now, there'd have been a lot of people that would have taken exception to that. But let me tell you something. You're talking to God. Jesus. Jesus says she's given more than anybody. I've taken notes. Because she's given all that she's got. When you give all you got, God takes note. And one day, he's going to settle accounts. One day, we'll all stand before God. He's going to reward those that were generous, that gave, even when they didn't have it to give, but they gave out of faith. He's going to reward. That's the God this woman was trusting in. She really, when she was given, she's like, Lord, I know I can count on you. And I'm given. I know that you've blessed me. I met somebody the other day. and They weren't in church. And the reason they weren't because they said, uh, God didn't answer my prayer. I gave, I came and I gave money in the offering and then I didn't get what I wanted. Well, listen, God may have, he may have blessed you. I've asked for some stuff. I'm certainly glad he didn't give me. God knows much more than we do. Much more than we do. And when we give, I hope you're giving because you're giving to honor God, to worship him and participate with him. But there's no strings attached. Although I'll tell you, you can't outgive God. And God does bless. And it may not be exactly like we want but he blesses. And in the long run, we come out ahead. Jesus tells this story. 
And he points out to the disciples what's taken place. Because Jesus wanted the disciples to be able to learn. You see, it's not making a show. It's not the super amount that you give. But it's who you give it to and the way that you give it. And then God picks and does the rest. And so today, we just, it gives us a chance to be challenged. To be able to look at our own selves. And it could be that today, that there's people that's in tough circumstances like these widows. And there may be some people that maybe you're uneven certain whether you have a relationship with Christ. And today, you need to be able to come and say, you know, I, part of my problem is I really don't know Christ. I've really not put my faith and surrendered completely and totally to Him. And today, maybe that's what you need to be able to come and do. Or maybe your faith's a little weak. Circumstances have just beat you and beat you and beat you. And there's people whispering in your ear. Satan is just taking it and using it. We need to be able to look past circumstances. You've got a God that's greater than your circumstances. He's the one that you need to be able to trust. And you know, today, you just maybe want to come and say, Lord, I need your help. I need you to put change something. I need you to put somebody in my life. And then today, you might just want to just look and say, I just want to be that person of strong faith. I'm not quite there. And Lord, you've showed me some stuff today. And I just want to recommit myself. Or today, you might just say, you know what? It just causes me to know how awesome God is. And I just want to come and worship him today. We're going to take a moment. Let's have prayer together. Lord, thank you for letting us come. We're so grateful for your word. And Lord, as we go through it, there's just different aspects and different ways that you speak to us. And Lord, there's some today that maybe are having a hard time even trusting you. And Lord, the widow's might showed that she trusts you. Lord, may you help us to be like her and to be able to trust you. Lord, there may be some just so hurting this morning. Lord, I just ask that they can sense your presence and that they can know that they are loved. And Lord, today, may they just be able to find some strength that's in you. Lord, there's some that need forgiveness today. May they be able to find it, knowing that you love them enough, you're willing to forgive them. You went to the cross to prove that. I just ask your will could be done in each of our lives. Lord, we're so diverse and there's so much that's going on. And yet, you know specifically what each of us need and specifically where we're at. I pray your blessings. Bless this time now in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Pastor Jim England. If you missed a sermon or would like to re-listen to a message, you can find Brother Jim on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google, and Apple under Stony Point Podcast with Jim England. God bless you.